And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 235, aka season 3, episode 55, coming at you this week. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC and special guest host because he wanted to be on. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I am Etienne de la Buissy Squared. I am a volunteerist anarchist author. I wrote a book called Understanding Our Slavery, where I'm exposing intergenerational organized crimes, control of the government and the media. And I know right off the bat that doesn't shock anybody that's listening to this podcast. All right. I think I might, I, I think I might actually have your book. Uh, were you in uh, Anarchopoco? Uh, yes, I was. Yeah. So Sweet. I met you. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Um, and because, again, we got the call-in numbers for you to dial, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so, ATN, your name seems very familiar. Uh, do you want to go ahead and give us a little bit of background on that as well? Yeah, so the first Etienne de la Buissie was a French political philosopher. He wrote in the 16th century, and he wrote a book called The Discourse of Voluntary Servitude, where he said, you know, men are not so much enslaved as they enslave themselves, and as soon as they become slave, they just complete forget about liberty, and then they're enslaved, but there's always a few that kind of get it. And even if liberty had entirely perished from the face of the earth, such men would invent it. For them, slavery has no satisfactions, no matter how well disguised. And But the main thing he was known for is he was the first to really chronicle the tools and the little sneaky techniques that governments, whether it's a monarch or, you know, a quote-unquote democracy or republic or whatever, used to kind of trick the population into adoration and fealty and everything like that. Kind of a little bit like Machiavelli, but Machiavelli was more... Uh, you know, uh, hey, hire me. Look how well I know how to run these slaves. Whereas uh, Buissy was like, these guys are tyrants, scum. You know, this is wrong. So, that's and you're continuing think. on the work of pointing out the the shadiness of government. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So the squared is. Uh, I feel a little bit like I'm Etienne de la Buissy on information technology. So like, imagine if he had flash drives, podcasts, websites, and uh, MP4s. Nice. Yeah. And you were saying in the pre-show that you were speaking at uh, Anarchadelphia, and you were sharing an interesting uh, little bit of information and a call to action? Yeah, so, uh, so at Anarchadelphia, I told, uh, I told a story. It was the first time I've ever told it in kind of uh in kind of public but when i and back in 2013 i live outside of washington dc and uh, uh um or i used to live outside of washington i just moved to new hampshire for the free state project but anytime a protest would come to town i'd go down there and like make trouble for the government and they shut the veterans out of out of the memorials because of the i don't know if you guys remember the um uh, they'd hit the debt ceiling and, you know, the debt ceiling is this, like, imaginary thing, like the... Social that they continuously vote to raise. <laughs> they, they hit, the, they hit the debt ceiling, and then they go, eh, you know what, we'll just, we'll just bump it up a little bit more. So they've done it dozens and dozens of times since, you know, 20, uh, since 1917. So nobody's paying any attention to Washington, D.C. And so Washington, D.C. decides that they're going to make it hurt. 
And so they do all this stupid Washington, D.C. stuff, like they turn off the panda cam as if, you know, like, you know, like as if the their Internet service provider had cut them off or something, you know, <laughs> they did. They did um, but the main thing they did is they locked the veterans out of their own memorials. And so they erect these like heavy steel barricades you know, around all the memorials. And so then like some pictures show of like, you know, elderly World War II vets, you know, locked out of the memorials and the veterans get pissed and they just haul it to Washington, D.C. And they have a rally uh, at the World War II memorial. And after the rally, they and, and this got completely covered up by the news, but they break down the barricades. They haul them over their heads in this line, snaking you know, a half a mile through D.C., you know, to the White House gates, and they begin just slamming them, like, on the, you know, like, right right at the, the, the fences of the White House, the gates, different people are throwing, you know, barricades, different places and everything like that. They've got the uniform Secret Service. Uh, they've got this, the, the government's, they've got these, like, fresh-faced, bicycle clothes like kids that are the happy it's like you know kind of like disneyland style like police officers you know and so the veterans had these these all of this and it wasn't just the kids like there's a bunch of different groups because you I, like i'm only in one section of this like little riot that's going on i was gonna say um, i would have more sympathy they, toward the veterans if they like changed their ways as part of this and they weren't still like statist at the core oh yeah right oh they're like, carrying if, the flags yeah right you know, yeah, they're yeah. They're just it's like yes, all. I love the protest. I love the throwing the the grading, but yeah, at the end of the day, they're they're still going to vote for somebody to like take rights away from average everyday working folk. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. But you know, the the cool thing is, is you know, most people are too you know, frankly, cowardly to tell the you know the government no or to ever like protest or do anything like that. And so at the end of the day, dude, the army came to town. They hauled these barricades up. They throw them in front of the White House. They've got Secret Service agents against the wall. They've got them pinned where they're forcing them against the wall, yelling at them, shame on you, socialist scumbag. How can you work for Obama, you know? Just just absolutely, like, letting them have it. They're physically throwing them up against the wall. The, the, their guards are, like, you know, literally batons out, like, get back, get back. Like, it was, it was like a full-scale riot. They deployed snipers against them. Uh, like, they have, a, they have a counter-sniper team that always say it stays hidden, kind of on the top of the White House. They put the counter-sniper team, um, you know, made them all visible, you know. They had another counter-sniper team that was kind of at the, at the kind of the back door of the White House suited up. It looked like it was, like, shift change. And they're just sitting there like like leaning on their gun bags, you know, kind of like in a menacing way. And the veterans are like flipping them off like, fuck you, how can you work for Obama? And um, uh, they had they brought in riot police. And so the 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 big story I tell, I almost like feel like I'm giving it away. But in this riot, my I have this 60 foot sign and you can see it. My book is called Understanding Our Slavery. And you get download it for free uh, on the web. And you can see I've got this big 60-foot sign that says government and media are run by organized crime. And I tried to take the – I tried to like, you know, like like take the essence of our problem, make it as big as I can so that nobody can ignore it. And I was out there with my 9-year-old and my 11-year-old, and we put it on the Washington Monument fence facing – the you know facing the uh the protest and the, eventually the park police came and like you know made us take it down and we're going and we get but you were trying to get the know, attention of the vets oh yeah 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 we got the attention of the vets 
And, uh, and so when we, um, uh, when we got to the White House, so then, you know, we went back to the protest and then we were like on the leading edge that got to the White House, you know, first, you know, among everybody. And when we get there, my son looks at me and he's like, dad, my 11 year old, he's like, dad, I don't, I don't think that they know it's organized crime. I go, no, 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 they, they know it's organized crime. <laughs> like, dad, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they know it's organized crime. Oh, no, no, they know it's organized Dad, right, son, come with me. And so we walk over to the first guard post. They've got all these like different guard posts around the perimeter of the White House. And I go, excuse me, uh, officer, uh, I'm here with the protest. I got my, uh, this is my, uh, my son's here. And uh, I was kind of, you know, educational experience for him. I was explaining this is all just organized crime. And he doesn't think that you guys know that this is organized crime. And I was just hoping that you would elucidate my son. Would you? And this guy looks at me and he gets this big smile on his face. He looks down at my son. He's like, well, I can't say anything as he's winking at my son. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I go, thank you. I appreciate it. And so like we, you know, uh, I shake his hand and we walk off. And so then I, uh, I come and then my, I'm talking to my son. I'm like, D- are you okay now? He's like, well, yeah, he's winking, but uh, and I like him immediately realized he didn't get it, you know, and. So I go, so we go to the next one and that guy wouldn't say anything. And so we go to the next one. That guy was, yeah, you know, I can't really talk. And then eventually we hit like a Washington police, Metro police. And I'm like, yeah, we know it's organized crime. What do you want us to do about it? You know, kind of a thing. And but front vote of harder, other... vote harder <laughs> next time. <laughs> so then, you know, even the ones that like wouldn't say anything, you could just tell on their faces that they all knew it's organized crime. And so after like four or five places, that like dawns on me that they all know that this is organized crime, you know? And so right right about now, now like but now the main group of the protesters have arrived. Okay. So like we were on like the leading edge. And I tell a funny story about that in the video, which will be up in a couple of days. Um, but so we, so now we're, so, so now everybody else has arrived and now there is a riot, a complete riot going on, you know, and you just know the police love the military, right? They love, oh, they love the military. Oh, they all want to be in the military or we're in the, you know, like, oh, we love the military. And so they didn't want to take these guys on and eat and, and, and they were, they were feeling bad because they're being abused and they know Obama's a crook because Obama had bought by that time had been involved in Solyndra and in websites that don't work for half a billion dollars and uh, the healthcare site. Are you referring to the healthcare site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That run by Michelle Obama's Princeton classmate. And so they've been involved in so much criminality and the Secret Service, man, they know like, you know, they they killed Vince Foster like the, you know, they were around when the Vince Foster murder happened. Not that they killed him, but like they've seen shenanigans where you know, people are killed <laughs> at the White House and kind of stuff like that. And so, uh, so they know what's going on. And so, um, so I forgot where I, uh, I forgot really where I was. Uh, so they know it's, so, so now I'm like, <laughs> they all know it's organized crime. They know. And so now I kind of shift up my. T- so you kind of convinced yourself and, at the same time then by asking all those representatives of organized crime we, like the cops and the you agents know, it was, you know it was funny like i didn't know what they was going to say when i went up to him the first guy and everything and then i realized oh wow they you know it wasn't it wasn't until you know 
we got around to like four or five that it really dawned on me that they all know it's like, you know, like it hit home. Sure. Then I just like shift, I shifted up and I start going around to them. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I've been talking to all these other guard posts and park police and Washington Metro police. And all you guys know, this is organized crime. You guys are law enforcement. You got the guns, the military, the veterans are here right now and they want to help you. Um, we could take this down. You guys would be the new founding fathers. You could put an end to this today. We got the military here right now, ready to go. Who do we have to talk? Where are the leaders among you right now? And he's like, I, well, hey, that's, that's my boss, the incident commander over there. So I head on over to the incident commander. I go, excuse me, sir. I understand that you're the incident commander. Uh, you know, we wanted to get you, uh, uh, like, uh, I've been talking to all you, these different officers. All you guys know this is organized crime. You got the army right here. I go, this could be the day. Uh, in, there's a riot. <laughs> yeah, you'll see video. You'll see footage of what I'm talking about, like, on this video, because I, like, cut in some clips and everything. I mean, there is this full fledged riot on, and there's and there's and there's a lot of people there, you know, mil, you know, combat veterans, and so you could literally see it on these guys. They were kind of like thinking about it, and so I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to as many of them as I can, and so me and my son start just walking around talking to all these, you know, different police officers, trying to get them to do what they've been sworn to do and arrest these obvious criminals that are looting the nation for trillions and and like the most obvious crimes and the most obvious bullshit. And so, so after, uh, so after we like rotated around and everything like that and talked to, you know, like a whole bunch of them, um, uh, the rest of the, so, uh, where I kind of lost my place in the story, but, um, the moral, you're rallying the troop leader. Oh no. All right. There's one more thing I want to tell you. So, so at one point I stand up in front of like my little section of the crowd and the like, like in this area, like where there's a concentration of like activity. And I'm like, Hey, they all know that this, I've talked to all these, these police officers. I've talked to these police officers. I've been to these guard posts. They all know this is organized crime. They don't know that you know it's organized crime. I think if we they knew we're behind them, and then the people are literally yelling out, they don't know shit, they're stupid, they're too <laughs> dumb to know it's organized crime. I'm standing in front of a phalanx of, uh, of Secret Service agents that are like on the fence of the White House. I'm directly in front of them, and the crowd is directly in front of them. I'm like, no, no, they all know. I and, just interviewed and- a dozen of them. <laughs> I'm like, I've been taught they all know it's organized crime. And so, uh, and so, um, uh, so I you know, try and talk to that group and everything. And then right when I thought like, you know, we were kind of building momentum for something. They had another rally of truckers called the ride to the constitution and like six or seven semis pull up and they're banging their horns and everything. And like half the group gets dragged off to go, Oh look, something shiny. And I'm like, fuck. And it all kind of dissipated. But after it was all over, wait, wait, no, no. After it was all over, I realized that we now know the biggest secret of the Secret Service. And the biggest secret of the Secret Service is that all those motherfuckers know this is organized crime. So what I'm doing is, so it like dawned on me, and this is what I'm promoted in the speech is, hey, Let's here's a completely different tactic that's nobody's tried before. Like a lot of those people, you can look in their eyes and you could see that they were good people. 
Like I like some of them, I got a negative evil vibe off. But you know, there were some people there that I got like a good, you know, a good vibe off of. I don't cut them any slack at all. Just, just to throw that out there. Okay. But at the end of the day, like you know, what if a bunch of people, like you know, what if a bunch of people didn't show up arguing, you know, in D.C. arguing over left versus right or some football issue like transgender bathrooms or some bullshit that they, you know, get everybody divided and conquered. But if a bunch of people showed up in Washington, D.C. and said, hey, we know this is motherfucking organized crime. We've got here's all the evidence. We're going to educate the Secret Service. We're going to give you all some time to check it out, verify what we're saying. But in a year from now, we're coming back and we're going to arrest these people. We'll call it citizens. I call it citizens arrest 2020. And so on the seventh anniversary of this of the so that it was October 13th, 2013. So the seventh anniversary will be 2020 a year from this coming the 13th of this month, October 13th of this month. And so what I'm proposing is we all go back a year from now, see how many people we get involved and let the Secret Service know, here's all the evidence ahead of time. Here's what we're saying. You guys know this is organized crime. It's all illegitimate. Either you do something about it or we'll, we'll, you know, we're here to help you. Like, hey, Secret, like we're assuming that we're giving you guys the assumption of goodwill. And so we're going to come behind you and support you. And, and in a way, the media can't, you know, like, you know, pain is left versus right. Oh, it's a tea party thing. Oh, it's an Antifa thing or whatever. No, look, everybody's socks match. And we're, these are, we've got real evidence here. I've got a, I've got a thumb drive that has eight gig of evidence of government and media criminality, just, just chock full of evidence that of any secret service agent wants to look at it can will realize, Oh my God, if that was enough, bad. If that was enough, don't you think that it would already have crumbled by now? Because I mean, from from the liberty from the liberty community perspective, right? All we do is put out evidence, right? The entire movement is about putting out evidence and giving normal people like the information that you think would like change their minds and change the world. And a lot of the response that you get back is like that one cop that, yeah, but what are we going to do about it? So I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if it's about like providing them with more evidence. I think we're at the well what can be done about it stage. Yes. With I'm the evidence is already the out there. Question. I'm answering the cops. What do you want us to do about it? Let's all arrest them together. So it's like now, one thing if like one cop goes to one buddy and goes, "Hey, I think we ought to arrest these people." It's another thing if 10,000 15,000. I like I don't know how many people we can get. You know, I think there's a whole bunch of people in the United States that know it's organized crime because well, there were millions of I... people scheduled to raid Area 51 and that turnout was in the dozens. So Yeah, you know where Area 51 is? Uh New Mexico? <laughs> I mean, yeah. generally speak, are we is this a trick question? <laughs> it, well, no. It's like it's in the middle of nowhere and it's kind of like it's a military base and everything like that. Versus what I'm saying is we all come together around the White House and then we're like, hey, guys, let's do it. Like everybody's like on the same page. Let's all do it together. And we all just walk real peacefully, you know, and everybody like you got like they're going to know that this is coming up and they're either going to have to make it like everybody's going to have to make their personal decision about what happens there. And maybe they just unlock the gates of the White House and we arrest whoever the puppet is and we begin going through the records and we begin, you know, and the one the Secret Service agents that participate are the new founding fathers and the Secret Service agents that don't are the Stasi and we've and now everybody like 
pick a side guys pick a side you get a red like you know it's it's some some there's if there's good we're gonna find out if there's good guys well even if you get that support i'm a little i'm a little hesitant to support a new founding father movement at all i'm not advocating violence i'm not advocating violence i think the i'm what i'm saying is the you know the and i'm just joking about the founding fathers thing because i'm a you know voluntarist anarchist i don't believe in government at all just making sure there's no yeah no it's all mythology they taught us they they tell me when i move for the free state project that there's anarchists holding office and i go well that's quite a predicament we got there isn't it (laughs) but they say it's a thing so i don't know i haven't seen that yet but Really? But anyway, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. That's my thing. I wanted to kind of pitch to everybody. So I'll be down there on the 13th. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go, or maybe have some people go every 13th, and I'm going down there with some friends, and we're going to begin just kind of socializing the, the thing with the Secret Service. Here's what we're doing. We're not being secretive about it. We're not. You know, we're going to be building support for this. You know, over the year, but we wanted to let you guys know that we know that you know that this is organized crime. And we got here's the evidence. I, you know, I've got my book explains how the whole like system works. And I'm sorry they taught you these, you know, things in the mandatory government school, but no, you don't have rights that other people don't. No, it's a silly idea that these people get to rule us because. You know, uh, hundreds of years ago, a couple dozen slave owners get together in a room and write down a piece of paper that they are uh, run everything and get to make up rules for people and steal the wealth of others. It's just dumb. They just tricked you. They made they made you shave your head. <laughs> so, and MC, you said you you may have a copy of this book. Do you remember if you've read it? Can you give a testimonial at all? Um, no, I, I skimmed it. Um, I also received a. USB drive, with, uh, I guess much of the same information on it. The eight gigabytes That's the drive. That's the eight gig. Yeah. So ver- very, like you skimmed it, verified. Any concerns, questions? Uh, veracity of the of the plan. Well, I, I I like the plan, but I like it in the way that I I just like to sh- see shit happen. So. Okay. Um, like it doesn't really, it doesn't really affect me that much. Like, you know, if, sure. if there's going to be, uh, you know, the, 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 the new founding fathers take over, um, you know, will it change the way I live my life much and probably not, but, um, yeah. So. That's an, that's an important aspect when it comes to liberty in general, right? Like what has to change for you to live the life that you want to live? And if, and if you're already living that life, well, then, you know, con- congratulations, good for you. Um, this came up uh, in conversations with my dad, right? You know, and his, his answer was always like, well, I already can do everything I want to do, but basically because I limit what I want to do to the choices that they give me, right? Like there, there was <laughs> basically, right? He's like, there's, there's nothing outside the box that I would do if a law said that I could do it. I was like, wow, that's a very, that's a very limiting life because there's a lot of laws that restrict what you can do. And he goes, yeah, I just don't want to do those things. Right. So I, I guess in his mind, right, he's as free as can be because he can do everything he wants to do in his life with, with no restriction on his liberty, uh, or, uh, you know, take him at his word or as I'd say, so he thinks, um, and when, you know, and, but for, for some of us, right out there there's more that we would like to do uh with without the you know the sword of damocles hanging over our head restricting our ability to do it or 
making the risk of doing it too great, uh, you know, with, with the consequences if we get caught. Um, so MC, if you're, if you're saying, well, yeah, I, you know, this, this wouldn't, this is not going to change my lifestyle all that much. And probably not at all. Um, well, then that's that's a great place. Uh, uh, that's a great amount of liberty that you already have. Um, but if they if they do overthrow the government, right? Your big thing has always been, um, you know, foreign wars. Uh, you wouldn't have to protest foreign wars anymore because you know, with with no with no United States government in place, yeah. done. No more and, foreign and so wars. There there was a a re- recent request to uh, I guess impeach Trump, right? And and it comes up every time the last one fails. Right. So, so Trump said, well, if, I, if I'm impeached, there's going to be a civil war. And my, my response to that was, well, if there's a civil war, can we at least end the war in Afghanistan? That'd be interesting. <laughs> you bring all the troops home to fight for the, for, for what, the conservative, the Republican side? I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm all pro-civil war now uh, war in <laughs> Afghanistan. Um, but, you know, would I fight on either side? No, I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit, uh, you know, who, who, uh, is in office and, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, pro- probably the best chance you had was when Obama was in office. Um, I, I doubt you'll find the same, uh, type of cooperation uh, against Trump just because, uh, the, the politics has become so divided right now that, that people are pro Trump just because, uh, leftists are anti-Trump, um, so he's he's got. I think he's probably got more support from Secret Service and and uh, you know pe- people around him than uh, than uh, than Obama did. So you think the concern would be that any sort of protest would be looked as a, a leftist anti-Trump protest, regardless of the message? Uh, I don't know if they'd think of it as 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 a leftist thing to overthrow Trump, but um, I think there there were there's there's probably like split fifty fifty right now amongst you know all the people in the government who who think uh, Trump is doing a great job. So okay, and one of the reasons I think that is just because that that Trump's pissing off the left so much. Okay, so that's what that's what does it for them. You know that's what you know, makes them, uh, you know, uh, feel like they're, they're part of the, you know, the Trump establishment, you know, <laughs> called the, the Trump train. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, so maybe wait until 2021 then and see what happens in the next election cycle. Maybe sure. you have hey, better we luck. May not, we may, wait, wait, we may not have, Trump may not be the president by 20, like, you know, so. Well, that's what I'm suggesting. Whoever's, whoever's in, the, in the White House that day, but I think that's a key day because I got to tell you, man, it was, uh, you know, like, I, I feel so, I feel sad for these veterans because they got tricked, you know, they got tricked into joining the military, they got tricked into th- that it was legitimate, they got tricked into, you know, like, uh, into you know, doing in some cases like horrible things. They, they pump them through, you know, they pump them up with like, you know, like all of these vaccines and everything, but at least they have like, they had the courage to tell the government no. And the people that were there, they were, they were, it was an amazing day, dude. It really was. You have no idea how, how like cathartic it is to see the people stand up to the government and you'll see what i'm talking sure. about like you but know on the, veterans on the have been getting tricked like, since like the whiskey rebellion wow right 
important point, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of the thing that the government does, right? Like throughout the entire United States history, when it comes to the military, uh, it's it's tricking them to go to war or to do things on behalf of an elite political class. And then, and then they get upset about it and have a realization later in life, right? Which is why you have veterans, uh, veterans against the war, and all these veteran groups and and outreach, uh, and also why a lot of veterans turn toward the the cause of liberty, right? And those, I go like, well, you kind of did a bad thing, but as long as you're on our side now, maybe it's forgivable, you know, kind of a thing. Um, but the ones, the ones that you know are hardcore, and you know, America's the greatest, and our troops died for your freedoms. I'm like, well, you, you've also been tricked. And you just haven't learned the real lesson yet. But it's, you know, it's part and parcel with what the state does. It's like trick veterans to do things uh, that's not in their best interest for the interest of the political class. <laughs> so, so these well, veterans. Yeah. So I'm going to try and wake them up. And so like, okay. that's what my, my book, my book is like an, an, an attempt to how do you take somebody from zero to 60 as fast as humanly possible. You make it into a picture book. A lot of visualizations you have, you know, uh, you, you, be, you show them the historical pattern and human beings are really, really good pattern recognition machines. And like once they see the pattern, they really can't unsee it. And so it, like when you like like when you read through it, you realize, hey, this is like a playbook. They're they're running a playbook on me. And at some sometimes some people are going to like, you know, I'm, they're they're going to more and more people are going to step away from this. Uh, they're going to realize, hey, you know, they're getting us when they're young. They're forcing us into these mandatory government schools. They're segmenting some off into this these youth programs where now the kids get awards for how to crest the flag and everything. And it produces, I mean, I, you know, and I don't like to use the term, but there's no way to, you know, sugarcoat it. I mean, it's it. this is a cult. It's, it's organized crime using the unethically manipulative techniques of a cult or a bad religion they're literally it is a playbook and the nazis used it and the soviets used it and the east germans use it and all these governments are using the same playbook and i think once you show people the playbook it's kind of like showing somebody how to do a magic trick you know like once you see how to do the magic trick you're like fuck that's how i got tricked all right well, I, I mean, I, I hope it works out. Yeah, maybe some people. Yeah, lo- I don't some know. people also like to be tricked, right? They're like, yeah. "Oh my god," think, you know. I th- I think uh, you know they've done experiments with people, and and I and I think that people want to believe in in the authority. Uh, so that's why I like uh, what's his name the, the 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 greatest superstition. Oh, Larkin Rose, the, the most Larkin dangerous Rose. superstition. Yeah, yeah, the most dangerous superstition. Yeah. So I I think that's. Like when you get to the root of it, it's it's uh, it's not the fault of the government; it's the fault of people. And um, of course, there's always going to be some authority that's going to take advantage of the useless idiots or useful idiots, um, <laughs> and uh, and everybody else is just going to have to deal with the repercussions of that. So, um. And that's why I say, you know, it doesn't really matter to me who's in charge. I think it's more important uh, just just to, you know, for, for individuals that want to be free to, to, to see it how it is so they can so they can adjust, you know, because um, I, I don't I don't know if there is any uh, utopia of, uh, you know, a society that, that understands, 
you know what these monsters are capable of maybe maybe that's just like maybe that's kind of like the point of life is that uh there's all these monsters out there and you know you know after you die then you get to you know see how you responded to them uh and 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 you know did you live your life the way you wanted to um so i i mean i don't really know but that's i <laughs> I, just, I just like to think of life in that way uh because i i don't i don't think you're gonna you know convince everybody to uh, over overthrow the government and and uh you know install minarchism or or install nothing and uh and have that last very long you know <laughs> and i think one one of the proofs of that is is the us constitution um sort of i mean it was it was flawed in some severe ways but uh, like so, completely no well, yeah like not fit to exist sure yeah so, so it was a trick I, like, I don't think it was ever designed to protect life. I think it was from the beginning. I think they said, hey, we got this we got this continent of three million people that are doing just fine, that are living their lives, whatever. How are we going to slave them up? How are we going to steal their money? Uh, what do we got on the shelf? Oh, we'll use gubernare mente. All right, let's take it down from the book, okay? First, we give them a flag. We give them a social contract that nobody signed. We put them in the, you know, like, and they just started running this playbook on the population. Oh, and that's one of the things. So that's my other thing. And, you know, it's the government and the media. And so in the book, uh, you know, the um, I've got a what I call a one pager called the shady history of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And um, in the the it was a scam from the beginning. Sure. They were working with the media from the beginning. And so they were what I call censoring perception, even back during the ratification debates, the same way they're working with the media, you know, right now. And so um, they did things like uh, they were censoring the mail in New York. They were um, sure. uh, they had apparently bought off the stenographer in the Pennsylvania. This is during kind of the ratification and they'd bought off the stenographer where he would only transcribe Federalist speeches and wouldn't transcribe anti-Federalist speeches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they very famously, and it's written in one of you know written about in kind of one of the Federalist papers. Uh, they had uh, there was a there was one there was only really one uh, newspaper in Pennsylvania that was kind of reporting on both sides of the story. You know, just they weren't one you know one side or another. It was called the Pennsylvania Herald. And then they, and I believe it was Freemasons, I don't know this for a fact, but you see Freemasonry throughout the, you know, throughout the entire, we're going to use, I think the, the occulted secrets of Freemasonry, this is how we run slaves, this is how we rob the population, this is how we exert our power around the globe with this network of lodges, this is how we, you know, uh, have a system of where we can trust the higher levels of criminality by testing them with different secrets, like all the way up where we can assess them long term and everything. And, and so, um, they, they had hundreds back then that was a lot of subscriptions old from the Pennsylvania Herald kind of collapsing the paper, the, and and so um, the uh, so this control of perception, and then so then then once they write down on the piece of paper, oh look, we have a new government, you know, like after they wrote down, here's where we get to make up rules for everyone and steal the wealth of others. Right after they do that, then the newspaper goes, we have a new government. It's wondrous, and the population goes. We have a new government. It's not everybody, right? And I bet there are a lot sure. of people back Sure, the king there. is They're dead. Like, Long live the king. 
right? I mean, same thing. The 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 government is done. We we've replaced it with something new and better, right? Yeah. You're welcome. But what? But what really? But my point is is that is that and that and this is what I you know this is what I try and show kind of in the book is that that same pattern just repeats and there's all kinds of evidence of them controlling uh, the media from kind of J.P. Morgan interests buying control of the top 25 newspapers that Congressman Oscar Calloway recorded into the you know congressional record to. Um, the getting the the federal flag into all the schools and the Pledge of Allegiance that was a media creation by a magazine called the Youth Companion and that's that's how they they literally had a premium program that got the federal flag and they were pushing military socialism because you got to have socialism to control the population uh, with you know and rob them and steal their money and so uh, but but so they that was a media creation. Not only pumping out the flag, but that's where they came up with the Pledge of Allegiance and something called the Bellamy Salute, which originally, it was now the hand over the heart, but originally it was a military salute, and then you gracefully extended your arm to the flag, but over time... Like a Nazi. Kind of stuck that, no, it is the, <laughs> we're the Nazis, so eventually the kids just stuck their hands out. So we started doing it in 1893... The uh, the uh, Hollywood began glamorizing it in 1907's Ben Hur. Uh, the the National Socialist Nazi Party in Germany adopted it in 19. Oh no, sorry, the Italians uh, Italian fascists adopted it in 1919. The uh, the Nazi Socialist the Italians might have had it first because I've always heard it referred to as the Roman salute. Yeah, no, uh, it wasn't really that. I think that came from Ben Hur. No, but they, the national, the uh, the Italian, the Italians had it after we did before the Nazis. The Nazis, uh, the Nazi Party adopted it in 1926, and then the Nazi military adopted it in, in 1944. We quit doing it, and we switched to the hand over the heart method on Army Day 1943. But we, yeah, but all this, this is a media creation. So that's the thing. It's like. It's the government and the media. Can we control the information that you receive? Can we program the human brain like a computer by controlling the inputs to be able to get the predetermined output? And the predetermined output that we want is bootlicking subservience. <laughs> Let me pay your taxes. And, and it works because they get them when they're young and they, they enslave them mentally to the idea that it's legitimate that, that we get to rule you. And just because some people decided to vote in an obviously rigged election, and even though most people don't vote, oh, you know, this guy yeah. gets to steal you and rob you. And that's just the way it is. And that's the way it always is. I'm, like, I'm not so convinced that, uh, that, that people are actually uh, tricked that much and that um, I'm, I'm not sure how much of it is, is taught versus that that's just how, how people are. So um, I don't know. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that, Rich? Like, like so, what, what percentage of people do you think are actually like mind fucked by the system uh, versus, because like, I, I would think if it was just mind fucked by the system that, that, so you'd be able to rational rationalize it out of them, right? But it it generally doesn't work, right? Um, I think they they like seeing the the system the way it is, and uh, they prefer it that way. Um, and I I think 
a lot maybe some of it is then well just just like the the whole thing with the 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 authority in the room uh then they don't have to be responsible for it so you said something interesting and it reminded me of a conversation that got glossed over a few weeks ago as we were on free talk live and your your idea that the people don't want it they they're not you know the, even if they were offered the freedom they you know they wouldn't accept it um, they just they like the system the way it is uh, what was brought up on free talk live it was it was a, it was basically a throwaway comment that went nowhere uh, but Ian one of the the main co-host the main host there um, said well we can't live with these people right it's it's impossible for us freedom lovers to live in a society with people who don't appreciate freedom because they will always outnumber us. They will always outvote us. And as long as that's the metric uh, of how we use, you know, to, to stay in a polite society, um, we will never get the freedom that we desire. So the real question is not what percentage of them, uh, you know, enjoy the, their bootlicking. Um, but how do we live free, uh, in ab in absence of those, like, how do we remove ourselves from their society, from their situation, and grant ourselves, you know, the the freedom that we want? Um, because I do agree with you. I don't. Again, I don't know the percentage, but I think I think most people uh, are happy happy servants, right? They 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 got their uh, 4K TV, they got their you know their their Netflix and their Hulu's and and all the bread and circuses that you could want. Uh, and I've, I've said this before, like if Thomas Jefferson had HDTV, there'd be no revolution or, you know, something to that, you know, ba basically, uh, yeah. because they, the yeah, because people don't want it. They, 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 yeah, they like the no, comfort no, no, of no, their servitude no, as it stands no, now. No, 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 no. Yes and no. So, so I, I think it's biological in the sense that, you know, this is, this is very, very sophisticated, very, very well financed, organized crime that's got centuries and centuries of knowledge and how humans work and you know has sure. you know like but like, you got to get them like young you got to get them in school i don't i don't think they school. i don't think they put that much effort into it i don't think they they the authoritarians you know study history and and figure out how to mind fuck people i think oh yeah i think oh, dude. Oh. no i think it just not comes natural to them they do what is is easy for them most most politicians why why are they politicians well because they're good with people they're good at remembering people's names they're they're good at reading people and telling them what they want to hear and they do and they just they're just successful at it and they just keep doing it and tulsi's really good at that because she's got a bunch of libertarians here convinced that she's the second coming pisses Guys, me off i think no i think it's i think it's way i think it's way um it's way deeper than that. So, like, like you know, Tavistock Institute, Rand Corporation, they've got think tanks where they've got cultural anthropologists and biologists, and they're they're working on everything from how do we keep people focused on the screen longer to how do we chemically dumb them down. And so, they're I mean, yeah. it's it's not just that these people that we're able to leverage, you know, our knowledge of psychology and you know, on, you know, on 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 these people it's that we're going to run we're going to dumb them down we're going to poison their food their water we're going to give them purposely crappy moralist education we're going to create a slave class and you know fabian socialist bertrand russell said in night and wrote in 1953 in a book called on science and society he said through diet injection and injunction and injunction is schooling so through diet 
injections, vaccines, and schooling, we will create class of slave that never rebels, essentially. Yeah. So here's so it's here's... a plan. It's a plan, baby. And that explains. So then you go, well, wait a minute. So diet. Okay. Well, now you've got military companies that make poisons for the military. Monsanto, Bayer, Dow, DuPont. It now puts shit in the food supply from glyphosate soaked wheat to aspartame to recombinant, bo- recombinant bovine growth hormone in dairy, which is a Monsanto product, uh, neonicotinoid uh, pesticides, which are killing the bees, uh, genetically modified seeds. Like we're it's it's that that's how you that's how, you know, less than 100,000 people globally can rob billions because we're going to invest in the science how to do it and we got an unlimited budget and we control everything that they believe we can have a meat bullshit if we want you know we can you know for the most people and but but the people that are falling for it you know are um are the ones that are on the weaponized food the weaponized media that just don't know that this is being run against them but more and more people man they're not getting their kids vaccinated they're eating organic there's a clean food yeah. revolution i don't like, know i just like... i don't see what's in it for them it's like if if there is uh you know some <laughs> secret class of people that, that want to uh do all this i don't i don't see what's in it for them it's like they Power and they control. already well they already own the banking system so what you know I mean, <laughs> because it's getting out, it's being exposed. Well, to so... me, it's like if, if you already have all the money in the world, like, OK, so like, you know, the, the, the whole thing with the, the, you know, the Pentagon, Pentagon losing uh, track of, you know, trillions of dollars. Right it's before like, 9-11? You, you, well, before and after. Right. They, after 9-11, they, you know, in the years after that, they, they found out they lost another eight trillion or something. So so I don't I don't understand. Like they've got. A small group of people has basically unlimited money. What do they want? Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Here, let me let me explain it to you. So think of uh, tax slavery like chattel slavery, all right? And back in chattel slavery, you know, you've got uh, all the slaves on the plantation, and the plantation owner is running a whole variety of different psychological tricks on them, separating the women for the men, having the women work in the household to keep the men in the field under control, um, uh, um, getting rid of the ones that, you know, cause trouble. They're, you know, like they've got a whole slew to kind of keep the plantation under control. And, and you're like, well, why would, you know, what are they worried about? They're on top of the world. They got all these different slaves, whatever. Until John Brown shows up at the fucking gate and he's got guns and then the slaves tell each other, oh, what? We don't have to be slaves. No, man, it's all fucking bullshit. Have some guns. That's what they're worried about, dude. So, okay. I, that's, I will. Gr- that's kind of my point is, is, is that it, it would be better for them just to, just to take uh, control of the finance system, which they already have. And let everybody else do whatever the hell they want. And it doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I will grant all of that, ATN. And here's, I can, let me just default by saying this. I consider myself a man of upstanding moral character for the most part, right? But if there's a formula out there for controlling the population that leads them to this state, right? And we can identify 
that formula and, and figure that all that out. I've always suggested that we then implement that formula for the cause of freedom, right? I really don't care if 95% of the population is free uh, because they're brainwashed and told that they're free, but they're actually free. If that allows the 5% of us that really want to be free, the freedom that we desire, right? Like I don't, I don't mind that, right? Cause they're going to, the 95%, they're going to be brainwashed one way or the other, might as well brainwash them in the cause of freedom, get them on our side, and then we can live free, right? Rather than fighting against the 95% for that small amount of freedom and being voted down, uh, damn near a hundred percent of the time. So if the formula is out there, how do we then convert that, uh, to, to brainwash the masses, the sheep, the sheeple, uh, to, to follow the cause of freedom and use that formula well, against the elite. It, well, yeah, yes. And so the, so the formula that they're running, which is the playbook that I show in the book is unethically manipulative and it's, you know, it's, it's taking children when they're young. It's, you know, making, it's having the government sponsored youth program with the uh, uniforms and the flag worship and the idiocy, having that crowd out, uh, take all the oxygen from the free market, you know, uh, programs. Um, So you don't want to run their program on them. What you want to do is you want to go to the population and you want to go, hey, man, let me flip you through this picture book, dude. It's a it's a playbook. Look, can you not tell there's a pattern here? Do you not no. see? See, I want know? to run the program on them. I want to put them in anarchist education camps, and I want them to worship the black flag <laughs> because they can do that all they want, and then I'm free, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, perfect, right? Oh, by the way, wait, wait, wait. I got I to gotta throw in. So, so I'm not saying, I don't want you to get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it. We have to convince the whole country. I'm with you in the sense that, hey, why don't we just go to New Hampshire? And so I just moved to New Hampshire with the Free State Project. As you know, did I. And it, yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's the right strategy. More and more liberty lovers arrive all the time. They're all super cool. Everybody's like, I can't get over how cool people are here. And so it's... You know, you can't. But they always want me to vote for some shit or come out and hold a sign for some politician. No, some of them do. Some of them do. Well, and so you know what? At some point, like as long as those people are moving in the in the right direction, that's good. But you know the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist, don't you? Six months. I think it's four. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Like I I think we're gonna win. Yeah, we're gonna win. But my point is, we're gonna win. Like the like I think anarchy is the best kept secret secret in, in quote-unquote politics because it's the only thing that's fair for everybody and so it's the only, like nobody gets the ring of power and they don't want people to know that the world is self-organizing place and it produces spontaneous order and and so they've hidden that and so and they've tried to they've tr- they've used their like media propagate propaganda system to try and confuse it with violence and communism and all that bullshit but like the yeah. well they're winning that propaganda war yeah, well, they were, but now I think I got to tell you, there seems to be a renaissance. I just came from, like I said, I was a speaker in Arkadelphia. That's a brand new anarchy conference. They just had a brand new conference in Las Vegas. There's a brand new one in Oklahoma uh, this month, or maybe I think it might have been a multi. This might be a different one, but like I keep into all these different, you know, new kind of anarchy events. There's Anarchon in Richmond, Virginia, with Liberate, you know, Richmond. There's 
all of these groups and conferences and things that are popping up all over the place. It's got to be. I mean, I don't I don't think the other I don't think the left and the right are growing that fast. All right. Fair enough. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. There do seem to be more conferences popping up. Um, but I wonder I wonder if those conferences are populated by the same group of anarchists that go to all the conferences or if they're actually attracting new people who are looking for a different solution. Like you've, you've been there. What do, what do you, what do you think about the boots on the ground? You know, are there, are there newbies coming up and saying like, Oh yeah, I was, I was a lifelong Republican or a lifelong Democrat. And my goodness, I'm glad, I'm glad I found this, you anarchists. I haven't seen that, but you know what I see a lot? I see a lot of, I want to introduce you to my mom or my dad or my best friend or whatever. And then they just came out here and whoever it is, is like, I didn't get it. Like I, you know, I was like skeptical about the whole thing and like, and then once they get there and they realize everybody's super cool and like, this is, you know, uh, morally consistent and there's like real, you know, this is, you know, principled, these are principled people. Everybody's cool. Everybody socks match. Like they, and they, they kind of get it like, Oh, I, you know, I'd thought my, friend was crazy and it's almost like once they meet everybody else it closes the deal or if it doesn't close the deal then it's you can just tell we've moved this mom or this dad or this brother or this you know friend or whatever i had i to narcadelphia like i you know i brought one of my friends who was definitely without a doubt 100 percent libertarian ron paul whatever probably wasn't to anarchy i know we moved we moved the needle on him or at least i felt he did i'll have to ask him to see what his you know like what his take is on where the needle moved but um you know uh, i think that that's happening a lot and then i think you know then it's just it's just kind of multiplying once you once you figure out that the state is bullshit well that revolution in thought that revolution that's only going in one direction like once you like get it kind of like, oh, oh, there's no legitimacy in government. Like, you you know, you don't ever like very few people ever go, oh, well, you know, I, I kind of realized I, was, I understood it completely. But now I'm going to go back to voting for Trump or Obama. Like, well, not, you say that, but that's the bulk of the alt-right movement as it stands now. Right. Even, I had I, the well, ex-libertarians, you know, ex-anarchists. Sure. Um, I had a buddy, I had a buddy of mine who was a good friend of mine. When I met him, he was a communist. Uh, I turned him on to a bunch of libertarian anarchist literature. He went all the way to ANCAP and now self-identifies as a fascist, right? The, the alt-right, the white nationalist movement is populated by a bunch of former libertarians. No, who, yes. no, you can't be a libertarian. Chris. Oh, dude. You're not I'm, talking about Chris, Con that dude, Chris Cantwell, are you? He's one of them, but he. That dude's but, a plant. That guy's controlled opposition, man. That guy's that guy's a. Well, guy's then he's got a lot of controlled strength. op. Then he moved a lot of people into his favor, right? Because he's he's the prime example because he's the most uh, he's the most uh, visible. Uh, but again, uh, a, a good friend of mine, right, was was at Charlottesville, boots on the ground in 2017, um, with the Nationalist. And he's half black, right? But he he went for, he he made the transition, right? We I, I went down. I got he got on like a, the circle A with the dollar sign anarchy tattooed on his arm, and then read Nietzsche, and then decided nope that's not for me. And then fallen fell into like the fascist movement and covered up the circle A. So now he's got like a circle black triangle uh, on his arm because he he 
bypassed the freedom movement, right? And I will say this, this, this is partially, uh, answers my question. It's, it's a bad tactic, but you know what, what Ian said, we cannot live with those people. What, what MC said is like, how do we free ourselves, uh, you know, in our own individual lives, as long as those, those status are around us, the alt-right, the white nationalist movement has decided the only way to free ourselves from the left influence and the, you know, the left form of government is to separate ourselves completely uh, to get control of the government and to eliminate their opposition, right? Like that's, that's their answer to the question of how do we live free without these people? And the answer is, you know, chuck them out of helicopters uh, to, to be hyperbolic. Um, but it answers the question, right? So there, there are people who went, yep, I see the benefits of anarchy. I've been a libertarian. And what, what I see now is that those tactics, that movement is too slow in forming, too slow in moving. I'm going to go past it and I'm going to take control and then, then eliminate my opposition as a way to set myself free. At least, again, that's what, that's what I see. Uh, in the movement, that's what I hear from the controlled opposition, uh, as you called it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, um, but that's my understanding of that tactic. So it's it's unfortunately possible to like I I I was like you right. I hit anarchy, I hit liberty, and I went one way street. Like once you realize this, you've reached the end, you've you've found your conclusion, um, and now you know where do we go from here? Right now, let's work on solutions. Um, and unfortunately, some of those solutions have taken people either through the door to another place, uh, or retracted them back to statism, uh, which is the opposite of anarchism, which is using the state to get what you want, as opposed to free markets, as opposed to agorism, as opposed to uh, uh, you know, just individual people doing, you know, voluntarily interacting with each other under voluntarism. Um, so, yeah, what I mean, any, any comments on that of, of those people or you just think they're all controlled opposition? No, I guess so that's the first time I've ever like I, there's one other woman that I heard that and she was like a free stater that, that was uh, like understood liberty and then went to the other side. And I didn't know her personally. I've never met anybody. I've been in, in the movement for a long time. Sure. I've never actually personally met an anarchist that went the you know the other way, and so I mean I like it. Well, because you're not going to see him in the anarchist circles anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah, but like you would, you know, like like my friends would have said, hey, you know, like like I've been going to Narcopol. I do all of these different sure. conferences because I'm an author and I'm I'm there promoting my book and everything, yeah. and so like I got you know I just I, I've I've never met anybody, and that's the first report that anybody's ever given me that that's yeah. going on. So I I'm, I'm I mean it may be, but it sounds. You know, I, I, I guarantee you, my friend is not a plant. Like so, I, I met him when he was sixteen. He was a sixteen-year-old no, 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 communist. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking about the Cantwell thing. Like I'm, yeah. like I'm suspicious of the Cantwell thing, but just because I'm suspicious of that guy. Because if you saw the Vice special where he's like pulling out all the guns, I'm like, that's script. I can't believe they th- like that's that was so scripted. And the fact that it was Vice, it's I'm like, golly, that's fake. Sure, and it, it you know, there there are people out there that make that suggestion hard to say one way or the other. Um, the, the evidence in favor of that is the fact that, you know, he's gone through so many phases trying to rally people behind him, um, with the end goal always being violence of some kind, which, you know, like, Oh, he couldn't rally the libertarians to violence. He couldn't rally the anarchists to violence. Let's move him to the right and see if he can start a revolution with the, you know, with, with the alt right. Um, that's, that's probably the most damning evidence. Um, but he's also, you know, he's a uh, he he moved 
to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Was eventually kicked out and banned from events. Um, but you know, he's 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 from New York. He was you know he moved from New York to New Hampshire for for freedom for liberty before having a change of heart. So if if he was a plant in New York or whether they got to him in New Hampshire, couldn't tell you. No, none of my business. Don't even want to comment on that. Uh, but I you know aside from him. Like I said, a, a good friend of mine uh, made that transition, and it seems to be the the white nationalist um, movement, that alt-right movement, that segment of the alt-right movement, seems to be populated with people who've decided, aside from Cantwell, uh, that have decided that the only way to achieve the freedom that they want uh, is to gain control, to take, to, to take control of the gun in the room, as it's always been posited, and use it against their opposition. Yeah. And I, I don't I, think it's a good tactic, but it's what it is. I, I'm I'm still not. I I don't follow the conspiracy theories that much. Like I don't I don't think Chris Cantwell Cantwell is is a plant. Um, I I don't know. I feel like a lot of these social media people do it for the attention and do it to be pr- provocative and uh, I, 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 a lot of it I think is just for attention. But um, like even what's his name St- Stefan Molyneux went through that phase i mean he, he yeah he's he, well, on the other he, side of that phase as well he, he he started off as you know explaining the virtues of uh libertarianism anarchism and and then just veered off towards uh you know talking about race as his number one thing that was important it was just, i think he went really through bizarre. men's rights to get there too like he sure. was he was you know he did some chemo got some brain damage and then started you know bashing women and women's rights in favor of men's rights and then yeah, then went to, to well, the white I mean, nationalist phase. There, I, there, there's some validity in 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 uh, fighting against the 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 leftist movement of rights, rights, rights. That's that, that's why I think Jordan Peterson is so much more interesting than uh, Stefan Molyneux. But um, and I don't know how much of it was the the chemo and stuff. But all, all I'm saying is pe- people do that was suggested by the, the bad Quaker Ben Stone. Yeah. Who I got his book, Sedition, uh, the Sabotage. field manual. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic, man! I'm going to carry that in my store coming up. That's 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 absolutely brilliant. I'm almost done with it. Read it right now. Nice. Any so more thoughts, MC? Questions. So yeah, yeah, go, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I wanted to answer MC's question because MC had like a good one. Like, first of all, I don't want to call it. I don't look at myself as is cons- a conspiracy theory. I'm an organized crime researcher, and if you take a look at the history of the intelligence agencies. Controlled opposition and like, you know, like we we're just talking about in the book, you know, this control media control perception program um, going back centuries like that is the name of the game. OK. And whether it's Gloria Steinem, you know, uh, being the contr- like admitted CIA controlled opposition movement, um, uh, you know, a person leading, you know, Ms. Magazine and the feminist movement who's a known CIA, you know, asset, um, whether I have an article called Chumped. The unfortunate truth about the women's march on Washington, where I break down how the entire like they knew, you know, Trump was going to face opposition. So we're just going to, you know, uh, front end it. We're going to be the opposition. We're going to bring all these people to Washington, D.C., and we're going to lead them into this fucking brick wall of fucking bullshit and make them look like idiots by dressing them in pussy hats. And so controlled opposition is the game and it's one of the key tactics. And so. When you, you, so you have to, you know, there's, there's, you know, whether it's FBI, COINTELPRO, what they were doing with Martin Luther King, you know, um, 
I go on and on the Vietnam, you know, how they're trying to steer the Vietnam War uh, thing, you know, the the what was going on in Laurel Canyon um, to steer um, uh, uh, social movements. That's what they do, man. And well, so, I, no, if, I, I believe did they you. give I, it up. Did they? I, I mean, are they? Oh, they. That's what they used to do, and then they I, didn't. And no, so then, it's still there, and and that's. That's to me. It's just like it's it's what people do. Like e- even if those programs didn't exist, there would still be people manipulating people in other ways. The media would still be, you know, lying about you know everything that they lie about. You know, it, so, some of the stuff is is uh, is government, but some of it doesn't even need to be. Which is the that's what's so funny about it to me. Like the 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 leftist organizations um, are are not only doing what the government wants them to do, but they're doing what they want to do also. Um, so it's, it's not like, uh, the, you just find the conspiracy aspect unnecessary. Yeah. It, because I, I, I do think the government, even the CIA kind of represents what the people want. And there's a whole bunch of racists in the CIA and there's a whole bunch of racists in the media and there's a whole bunch of, you know, I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, just because it's secret doesn't mean it's not what the people want. And what I'm saying is there, there is this absolute program of steering movements and engineering these spectacles like Charlottesville. And so you take a look at Charlottesville and you can see what they did. They went out and they messaged all these different groups kind of on different wavelengths and then got them to Charlotte and then they had a like a hand because most people aren't Nazis so it was like the alt, you know it was like the alt-right so most people were you know there were constitutionalists there were there were you know alt-right people there were you know um, just white separatists there were you know there were very very few Nazis and so then they have this big torchlit parade that they completely engineered as like a thing. And then they throw some Nazis in the middle of it. And then they try and make it look like the one group of Nazis was representing all of these other groups who may have been, have some of yeah, which but, may have had offensive views to some people. Okay, yeah, but, but the, that wasn't like, it, not, there was only what, a tiny fraction of these Nazis. No, I, but I then, 100% wait, wait, agree wait, with on, you. Wait, 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 hold on, wait. So then they use Vice... So Vice, the same people that were in Cantwell's, you know, uh, um, hotel room, that's the crew that that was. Oh, we just, you know, what an amazing coincidence! There's like 14 different groups in this big line, and we just happened to have hooked up with the Nazis so that we can make the whole thing look like it's Nazis. What? And then we go into <laughs> Cantwell's hotel room, and oh look, he's got all these guns. It's just—it's like we're—it's the whole thing's a TV show. They engineered a fucking TV show, and then the next day, yeah, of course, Vice is in 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 the business of entertainment. They're gonna make things as juicy as they can. I I just don't know why it has to be like some big government conspiracy. It's it doesn't. It's not a government. It's a it's an organized crime conspiracy. Organized. So it's we're we're stealing your money. We're using government to steal your money. We're using the media to steal your money. But at the top, it's it's people willing to use violence on others, trickery on others, whatever, and it's they're running a playbook. And if you're paying, you know, over time, sure. you just take look. Oh, look, it's here's the exact. It's the exact same playbook again. Yeah, but the, it's the, exact the left same characters, the left and the right, are going to do that to each other anyway, regardless of, uh, you know, whatever 
government program you think is is running you know it's yeah, like, most that, of the left and the right is engineered as well so that, if you take a look at like the march but that, the that's that's where i don't i don't agree with i think i think people do separate themselves and and they do like their little clans and their and their groups that they associate themselves with and uh and that to me that it's like like they're choosing this this you know they they are getting what they deserve and what they want no, no, no. so when you sit like the left and the right so if you take a look at the Women's March on Washington, there were over, it was either 50 or 60. I think it was originally 50 plus, and then I think in the next time I saw the final count, there were 60 plus George Soros funded groups involved in pulling all of the women to and, Washington, D.C. so they could get chumped. George Soros is, is a very rich guy, and he can do crazy things with his money. I I mean, I just... And and maybe he did, doesn't want people to know it's him behind it, but he, when we find out that it's George Soros, it doesn't really matter. It's like, oh, George Soros funded that. Okay, so what? Like, oh no, no wait, wait, wait. <laughs> nobody George cares. Soros is not, wait, wait, wait. But George Soros isn't just some crazy rich guy that's got some crazy leftist ideas. George Soros is working hand in hand with the intelligence agencies and the State Department to do the exact same divide and conquer in the Ukraine. In, in Soviet former Soviet Georgia, the Orange Revolution, the 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 other kind of color revolutions, and so we're he's this is the intelligence agencies steering movements. Okay, bringing you know, like like we know that people are going to be mad that, that this misogynist television actor clown boy idiot has been elected president. We know they're going to be pissed. We got to take him and we got to steer him right into this brick wall. And so that's the name of the game. So, okay, we're going to have intelligence agency asset George Soros, who then funds all of these groups on the left. And then we have, and I, you know, this is just a theory. I'm, I'm positive about Soros 100%. Um, then we've got the Koch brothers. And the Koch brothers, are we going to fund all these groups on the right? But all these groups on the right and all these groups on the left are going to be united in one specific thing. That it's legitimate that we rob you, and that it's legitimate that we get the that voting is legitimate. And oh, look, somebody voted. Some people decided to vote, so now you got to be slaves. And so then we're going to make sure that our media operation only focuses on these different groups and like whatever, so that it seems that there's kind of so, like a left so and all, right. So all this is a a diversion to make everybody accept government. <laughs> Yeah, to a certain okay. degree. Or, well, I, no, what I'm well, saying is that, that yeah, yeah. they'll accept it either way. They don't, it, that's I, I think all of it would be is is absurdly unnecessary and they'll uh, only accept it until they figure out that there's a man behind the curtain, dude. No, they, real, like, but that's yeah, that's my kind yeah. of that's kind of my once point is that there's a man behind. The, nobody but, wants to be a chump. Do you want to be a chump? Like once you uh, realize, oh wait, not only is this illegitimate, but fuck, I've been getting chumped. They made me shave my well, head. Well, like I said, most people, in the face of overwhelming evidence, still choose, you know, to not turn to anarchism, to not turn to liberty, to not turn to freedom, to think that no, 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 it could. They don't want to accept that they've been fooled, uh, because that would mean that would be an admission that they've been a chump for this long, and so they they mm -hmm. propagate the illusion, they propagate the lie to not face, mm -hmm. to not come to terms that they've been fooled for for their entire lifetime. Uh, uh, I understand it's cognitive dissonance. So, well, I sure. think everybody's got their own reasons for yeah. for why. Um, but but my experience has been that even with overwhelming evidence, 
um, that that n- nothing is going to change in their mind. It's to, to me like to me the biggest one was the Iraq War. It's like okay, uh, you know the terrorists obviously didn't come from Iraq, uh, and we invaded Iraq anyway. So you know, is there a problem with that in your mind? And and so I would ask them that, and they'd be like, oh, oh really? And then they just they don't even want to talk about it. They don't want to address it. It's like it's the cognitive their, dissonance. Well, it's none of their business. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't matter uh, what the government is doing. It's like, so you know, that, it's like that's your money they're spending, and and it it really doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. They, they don't think it affects them. So they so they're not gonna uh, make a stand about it or 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 even complain really. Man, a lot of men, fluoridated, vaccinated, government schooled, corporate food eating, television watching, they've been dumb. I mean, it's a program to dumb down the population and the people that got hit before they realized that there was a program, it's hard to reason with them. But I see more and more people fucking dodging that bullet yeah. where they're, that's why they're forcing the vaccines. And that's why, well, oh, fuck, man. I'm not now, sure. Like, we got to force the, like, people aren't taking the vaccines. We have to force the people to I'm, take the vaccines. I'm really, fuck. I'm really what? not sure because, like, for, for me, uh, I was fluorinated, vaccinated, whatever, dumbed down a public school and me all too. that stuff. Yep. But, uh, so when, 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 it, for me, it was just because I hadn't ever heard anything about liberty and freedom before. And so when I heard about it, I wanted more of it and more of it, more of it. You so, were convinced by the evidence. It, it wasn't so much evidence. It was... Information. It, it wasn't information. Well, I mean, uh, it, it was the idea. Yeah. Right? The idea of liberty was, was, was intoxicating for me. It's like... so. And I'm saying you're a I'm, rare breed of yeah. someone who was able to go through all that and get out and still appreciate freedom because most people dismiss it. Well, th- but that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily the the stuff they've been taught and the stuff they've been vaccinated with and fed. Um, I, oh yeah. For, for some reason, I oh, think yeah. people just make make a choice, and and everybody has their own reasons for it. Um, you know, I don't know, like why why am I so fortunate to have the ability to uh, change my opinions about things? You know, I I used to be like. I used to be one that thought that, you know, the government was uh, generally, I mean, of course, scandals happen, but I used to think generally they were doing things for legitimate reasons. And uh, now I find out it's, it's all bullshit. Um, and, uh, but why, why am I so fortunate where I can change, you know, my opinions about things and other people that they, they're just, they're completely not interested at all. I don't, but you know, I was taught the same thing as everybody else. I was fed the same stuff. I was vaccinated. Uh, you know, what is it? I want to just say you're just a different breed of people. Like there, there's a bunch of one-off things about most people in the liberty, in the liberty movement that sets us apart from everyone else. And, but, but that might be the, the ultimate truth is that, you know, freedom isn't for everybody. And no, yeah. So I guarantee know, it's not a hundred percent. Which is also why, like I said earlier, I'm okay using those people and those uh, machinations to to and that's, get but people that's, behind freedom. That's one of the reasons why I'm I'm kind of against the idea of a of a conspiracy to dumb people down. I think okay. I think it's just natural. I it it happened it happens everywhere. It doesn't, it doesn't doesn't happen just in the U.S. I mean, it's happened from the beginning of you know human civilization, 
And so yeah, I don't, I don't, there's been, I don't a pro, there's been a, pro, there's been a program to dumb human beings down since the beginning of civilization, because that's how you run slaves. And because some people know well, that they I, have an I think information, it's just the, asymmetrical advantage over those that don't. Well, and I think they I think that's it, the nature they of learned it for, from their parents. Hey, this is how we run the slaves. And by the way, we've perfected it a little since your grandfather's time. And here are the people that are going to help you stay in power. This is my friend Machiavelli. This is my friend, et cetera. You know, we're going to run these different things. You know, the, you ever heard the term the little people? Like, oh, the little people do that. Or sure. The little people do this. The term the little people was because in uh, medieval England, the aristocracy was so much taller than the peasants because the peasants were kept nutritionally <laughs> friggin', you know, were kept with on purpose poor nutrition so that they wouldn't develop into anything that would threaten the aristocracy and so they were literally physically smaller now we're getting proper nutrition so now now that now proper nutrition is so cheap that we've got to do something above and beyond and so it's no accident that there's mercury in the form of thimerosal and vaccines or that there's aluminum phosphate or aluminum hydroxide it's no accident that monsanto a company that makes poisons for the military is now putting shit into the food supply whether it's aspartame recombinant bovine growth hormone genetically modified seeds like like they're companies that make poison chemical weapons for the military that are now putting shit in the food supply. All right. Here's what I know. You believe that it's a conspiracy theory, ATN. MC, you're not convinced, but we are 20 minutes over time now. So we're going to stop it there <laughs> and continue this another day, perhaps, maybe. Uh, but any any final thoughts, last, last plugs you want to give uh, before we wrap it up? No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so I'll just say that this has been fantastically fun. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. Uh, on the 13th, kind of next week. Uh, next week's Sunday. White House. Yeah, yeah, next week is Sunday. So, uh, or uh, whatever the 13th is. Um, it's going to uh, be a Sunday, gonna, I promise. We're going to meet just like, the, just like the March did. We're going to meet at the World War II Memorial probably sometime around noon. I'll have the information on, on the blog section of understandingourslavery.com. Um, and if you, you send me those book, links, I'll put them in the show notes for people to click on. You got it. So the, the website is understanding. If you want to understand our slavery, you got to go to understandingourslavery.com. MC, final thoughts? No. All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, to the extended uh, Anarchist Experience. You know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, minds.com slash the Anarchist Experience. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, you may do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the Anarchist Experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.